1: The following podcast contains explicit language.
2: Hello. Hey, Grandma. Ashana Tova. YY, why, why, listeners, this is my amazing grandma, Grandma Phyllis. By the way, somebody
3: sent over my Facebook mm. a picture of a dog shitting. On a picture of Donald Trump. Uh, I think there was a time cover. Uh Uh-huh. Shitting on it. Who are you going to vote for? I'm going to vote for a third party candidate. Of course not. But Trump is an asshole. He's a stupid,
2: prejudiced
3: asshole.
2: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And that's insulting assholes. Can I I ask you something weird about Hillary? What? Do you find her beautiful?
3: No. She's a well-put-together, older woman. Obviously, uh, she's had some surgical work. Uh, I think she's well-put-together, and she's got a decent hairdresser, and somebody dresses her nicely.
2: Hmm. She's just ordinary. Well, today's show is going to be a story about a woman who kind of obsessively painted hillary for 8 years and painted her yeah um like portraits it's been written about in the times and huffington post oh. politico but her love for hillary wasn't was almost a sexual love isn't that interesting oh, i'll po- i'll post a picture to your facebook wall or it's on our website actually com. oh grandma thank you so much for helping me set up this episode I love you. Love you, sweetheart. Goodbye. Bye. This is Why. I'm Andrea Salenzi. So like I was telling grandma, today's show is about a woman who began painting Hillary Clinton and it went on for eight years. When I saw these paintings, I looked at them and I said, wow, this is a love story. So the artist is named Sarah Soule. And when I tell you that Why, Why is the show about relationships? That includes this kind of a one-sided, mostly in your head, love story. Because you look at these paintings and you can see that Sarah was changed by this relationship. It went through stages. There's something we can all learn from that, right? About weaving raw love and even sexual desire into your creative process. And about how you can let your muse inspire and change you. Also, I know there's an election coming up. This is not the kind of podcast episode that's going to inform your vote at all. There are so many great shows for that. We have Slate's Political Gab Fest. We have Trumpcast. My friends at The Gist are killing it. This is the only podcast, though, that's going to ask you to imagine what it would be like as a woman to have sex with Hillary Clinton. Okay, here we go. Our story begins in the 1990s during the Clinton White House.
1: We project that Governor Clinton has gone over the 270 votes he has needed.
2: I suppose I could have stayed home and baked cookies and had teas, but
1: what I decided to do was to fulfill my profession, which I entered before my husband was in public.
3: That human rights are women's rights, and women's rights are human rights once and for all.
2: Back then, artist Sarah Soule wasn't paying any attention to politics or Hillary Clinton. She was working hard on her math Ph.D. and was home visiting her mom.
1: I came to visit in New Orleans, I my mom's kitchen counter. Um, she's making me a sandwich. The usual thing, somebody, you know, a child returns, mom goes and makes you some food, right? And then all of a sudden, she slams down something and she turns around and she says, I bet you like her, don't you? I'm like, who, Mom? Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, well, you know, I haven't really thought about her too much, Mom. <laughs>
2: and I just remember how often she would do that. Back then, Sarah spent a lot of time in her own head.
1: You know, when I was a mathematician, I used to, I used to have a compulsion about doing that kind of work. Any time I was in public sitting somewhere or waiting somewhere, I'd always have a notepad and pen on on me, and I would begin doing computations, you know, just to take myself out of the world. And then that grew old, and the questions started; um, they, they they began to diminish in their interest to me. And I wanted to
2: become part of the world. Sarah eventually found that path to joining the world. It happened years later, in two thousand seven, when she had her first dream about Hillary Clinton. Back then, Hillary was a senator for the state of New York, and she had short-cropped hair and would wear black suits. Not to be clear, Sarah's a lesbian, and this was a sex dream.
1: And we're in this room. It's like a room in the White House. It's, it's like a library, and there's this beautiful oak table. This huge window, like almost floor to ceiling, books everywhere and she opens the door and she's carrying file folders <laughs> she sees me and she shoots me this look that looks like she's going to kill me like i'm not i'm not supposed to be there right and so then she walks across to the table and puts the file folders down and then she looks right at me and i begin to see a uh, Barely discernible smile. And then I realized, oh my God, she's going to pounce. (laughs) She did.
2: In the dream, Hillary pounces on Sarah. And that's a huge part of the attraction for her, imagining Hillary as a power top.
1: But I don't know, who would you rather sleep with, uh... A very passive man or you're hetero, right? So would you rather sleep with a very passive man or a man that's like, oh, I'll take care of you, you know? So you feel
2: like Hillary yeah. would be like, I have this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I got this. I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> i prepared. <laughs> I did my homework. did my homework.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com.
1: I woke up like, whoa, what the hell? What the hell is that? I went and um, Googled her name, and this picture came up. Her head is kind of tilted back. She's all made up. It's like a a fashion shot, like for a, a magazine. And I didn't recognize her. I was like, is that Hillary Clinton? I remember asking, my partner was there. I was like, do you recognize this woman? And she's like, is that Hillary Clinton? I was like, yeah. And she kind of looked like that in my dream. <laughs> you know? I mean, she looked that hot. You know? And um, so anyway, that was kind of the beginning of like what became an obsession.
2: That day, she began working on her first painting of Hillary. And for the next year, as Hillary was running for the Democratic nomination against Barack Obama, Sarah became obsessed.
1: And it was very disruptive, in fact, it came between my partner and I. And actually, in hindsight, I wonder if I concocted her, it concocted it in some way to get out of that relationship. You know, I have an imaginary relationship.
2: The dreams continued. Sarah would even write out imagined dialogues with Hillary, capturing a flirty intellectual banter.
1: I'm giving her advice. Or she's giving me advice. Or, she, or we're flirting. We're teasing and delighting one another. We're, you know, What we're doing is we're giving ourselves something we need.
2: Sarah painted Hillary's portrait over 50 times. Those paintings now sell for thousands of dollars. I mean, technically what I'm doing is I'm chopping Hillary's head off of <laughs> something
1: and putting it on different bodies.
2: One painting shows Hillary on the body of Marilyn Monroe. Big blonde curls. Cleavage galore. Chewing on a pearl necklace. She's flirty and commanding attention. Then there's Hillary as a pinup girl, with her legs up in the air. There's Hillary pointing a gun at you. Hillary in a suit with a cravat, posed like the presidential portrait of James Buchanan.
1: She actually has a very larger-than-life face.
2: Her face is big. There's Butch Hillary in a hooded sweatshirt. Hillary officiating a gay wedding. One hand raised, a rainbow stole over her shoulders. Many of the paintings include Sarah. They're holding hands, they're casually kissing goodbye, or they're supporting each other through difficult situations, like performing Hamlet or being lost at sea. You begin
1: a conversation with this person and develop a relationship and an attachment to this idea. And then that person does change over time. And you realize it's been eight years.
2: So I know the idea of talking to someone in your head might not seem relatable. But I think we do it in dating all the time. Sometimes when you're just getting to know someone and you don't have a lot to go off of, you can make up an idea of them in your head. And that idea can become so powerful because it's keeping you company. And really, at the end of the day, it's a version of yourself. It's a little narrative device that you created to help you through something. Your own personal Hillary Clinton.
1: At the last eight years, there's this thing I've noticed with my mind, like I've I've lost my math mind. And I've developed a, a relationship with the world that I've never had before. I am much more attuned to who I am and what I want. And my relationships with people and women in particular are phenomenal now. And I credit Hillary. (laughs) I thank her because we had a great relationship. We still do. I mean, but I understand now that it's an aspect of me that I needed to bring to form.
2: One thing to come of this is a new friend in Germany. They're getting ready to meet for the first time when that friend flies out for the election. Yeah,
1: I can't wait to meet her. I'm so excited.
2: And this happened through your Instagram. 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 Uh
1: Uh-huh. She loves Hillary.
2: Hilary's done so much for Sarah's life and art, and you could say the catalyst for all of this, the new career, the paintings, the friendships, it all goes back to that dream. What's even more likely is that it all goes back to Sarah's mom.
1: Of course, this has everything to do with my relationship with my mother. It's all about mom, in a way. I mean, I don't want to diminish what I'm doing. But, but you know, it mom is who is looming large. She is the kind of the white elephant in the room. And, and she is defined, in, in my head, more by absence than presence. And, you know, I still wonder to this day, was it my mom's vitriol towards Hillary Clinton that she projected on me? She, you... She was accusatory. You like her, don't you? I bet you do. I wonder if that's why.
2: And then your work is saying, yeah. Yeah, I do. I really I love like her. her. I love her. I love her. I love her. <laughs> that's it for today's show. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Thank you to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Our podcast artwork is by Teddy Blanks from Chips.nyc. Our theme music is by Andy Miklas and Casey Holford.
1: I don't sexualize Hillary in my head anymore. That's, it's a little unfortunate. It's, it's both, it's aging <laughs> for me too. Yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't. And I don't, I try not to imagine what presidents or future presidents do with their genitalia.
2: We used Creative Commons music by Lee Rosifer from the Free Music Archive. You can view photos of Sarah's portraits and get links to following her on Instagram by visiting our website. That's com. This is also a great spot for signing up for our newsletter. We've been offering a lot of bonus behind-the-scenes content there. Like last week, we had a Where Are They Now? update from Kate and David number one. So many of you are David number one fans, and I love it. It's great. So sign up for a newsletter, see photos of Sarah's art on com. Next time on YOI, Grandma Phyllis gets her big break on TV news. Let's get back to our panel right now. He
3: is very proud of his Germanic blood and would like to drag the United States into becoming an oversized
0: Nazi Germany.